Warrior fans can come in here, Celtic fans can come in here, Laker fans can come in here, but take that L on the way out. Dallas coming off a loss last night to San Antonio, 119-109, as Murray hits the three to... Sets up Gary Harris. Good look there. Harris. question I asked that one of their insiders tonight. He's not there yet. He's had some more work. Grant. Eat straight away. Yes. Murray to Jokic. Your place to get weekly Denver Nuggets news, highlights, and opinions with your host, Arthur Knight, and your co-host, Nick Basher. All right. We live to see the day. Mile High City, how we living? Game seven, baby. Woo! How we living? Best two words in sports right there, baby. Man, game seven, coming back from a 3-1 deficit. Could be the 11th or 12th team in history to do it. How we feeling, Mile High? Are we a Mile High? Are we feeling a Mile High right now? Oh, we gotta be. I'm feeling a Mile High right now. After those performances by, uh, we gotta come up with a a nickname for Jamal Murray. But once I'm calling him Mean Mug Murray, is what I'm calling Murray. I like that, man. uh, Mr. Mr. Triple M. Uh, Mr. M to to the Utah Jazz, because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been doing it big. He's been doing it big, man. Dropping uh, dropping two fifty burgers on their D, uh, basically carrying the Nuggets on his back, uh, to say the least. The man, the man is playing outside himself. He is playing in a whole nother level. His confidence level has reached a new stratosphere. It's you know, I, I last week I was kind of feeling like I was eating crow a little bit. I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should have said I, I would choose Mitchell over, over Murray. But I still now I'm, I'm definitely standing by that I'm, I'm taking Murray hands down. With that take that we talked about a few weeks ago, I don't think there was a wrong answer. I think it more. De- uh, depended on what your team already has and what your team needs. Um, but, I mean, there's no question that Jamal Murray has solidified himself as a bona fide young superstar. Um, I right. do have a question, though, for you. Right. With how bad these defenses have played, Utah and Denver, is mm-hmm. it just a circumstance of just two bad defensive teams and you're just having two guards just score crazy? Or is this an actual sign that Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray can be 30-point scorers a game in the league the other 82 games, not just the 16-game season? Well, part of it, okay, so it's a little bit of your B to me. It's... um both these players have stepped into a new level of playing, but to a certain extent, it's just a battle. Right now, it is going to be a battle of uh, situational defense, okay? Neither neither team is playing good team defense, per se. Neither team is playing good even individual defense. I think uh, Millsap is at like 133 on his defensive rating in in this whole series. That's terrible. Horrible. Um, So that's been abysmal. But, you know, with with Murray, with Murray dropping uh, 50, you know, 250 burgers on the Jazz and then goes, you know, 50, 42, 50 with only five turnovers in three games. I mean, that's just that's bonkers. That's bonkers. But I mean, to answer to answer your question, yes, it is that these two players are showing that they're elite and that they can take over a game. Um, Murray, especially Murray is carrying the team on his back, even though even though Jokic hasn't been playing like anything different than Jokic plays. Jokic's still been getting his numbers. He's still playing well. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I was going to say, uh, Jokic is still putting up shots. You know, uh, the last game he still had uh, 15 shots. I mean, Murray had 24. But I almost feel like this is the kind of formula we need to win playoff games. We almost need Murray to be our leading scorer while Jokic sets up everything. Uh, he, he gets the crucial rebounds and uh, pushes it and pushes our pace. Like, although I think Jokic is our best player because I think he can do more, mm-hmm. I think Murray is our most essential piece for our team success in the future. 
He's now, he to me has stepped into the role of, he's now the heart and soul of this team. Um, his emotion through basketball, like it's poetic. You can literally see the emotion come off the man, the the fire, the intensity, the, you know, he's grabbing his guys by the hand and dragging them over the line. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's leadership at, at, at its finest. That means that Murray has developed into a man. He's, he's now, he was a boy going into this season. He is now a man stepping into this playoff series. Like he did have... Those two games where he only scored, I think, eleven and fourteen, and it uh, seemed twelve like, and fourteen. Yeah, it seemed like he was going to be um, the same as last year. He kind of disappears and fades. Inconsistent. Big, big in the regular season, kind of fades in the in the playoffs. And I don't know if he had a conversation with his pops or something uh, <laughs> during that hiatus of the the Nuggets taking a break. You know, the whole NBA and everything shutting down. Yeah, of course. Again, I don't know if his pops called him on the phone. Was like, hey man, you want some teacups on your knees again? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that was the phone call to come to Jesus speech that he had, but there there had to have been some conversation uh, that Murray had with somebody. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at it throughout the league, though, like a lot of these young guards that have usually been inconsistent or maybe they just haven't been leading their teams to victories, they've really blossomed. I mean, you have Donovan Mitchell, you have Jamal Murray, you have Devin Booker, um... I know there's a few other guards. I mean, Damian Lillard, but Damian Lillard has been established, but he's really bona fide himself as a top 10, top 7 type of player. Mm-hmm. I just think this is uh, this whole bubble environment has been very beneficial to these guards. And, hey, as someone that loves to see points, I'm not complaining. I love this basketball. Well, it's a whole different experience when it comes to all uh, all positions in basketball because of the fact that there's no, there's no crowd like – the reason why I believe that we've been having such good basketball is because it's the same gyms night in and night out. There's no emptiness behind. There's yeah. no void. So it's like there's a wall behind. It's just like playing at a gym when you're you're playing a rec league or whatever. It's so much easier to hit high percentage shots because your depth depth perception is different. Yeah, that's what they said. When there's thousands of people behind a, a basket. That that's what a few players have said. They said that the NBA has done a really good job to make that depth perception um, almost not even existent. It, it's yeah. almost like uh, like like shooting the ball from the three point line. Like you're able to see the backboard, you're able to see the hoop. It's all clear. So right, it's been a shooter's dream to be in this bubble. <laughs> right, which is why we as fans have probably seen the best and most epic. Uh, Football, excuse me, football. Well, Jeez, what are you talking about? Basketball uh, in our lifetime. Like, honestly, in my lifetime, this has been the most entertaining. And that game six um, with uh, G Money, Gary Harris coming off, you know, the back injury or the hip injury. And literally, to me, having an immediate impression on the game. You could not have said that better his, myself. Yeah. His, his stat doesn't show up on paper it doesn't show up on a stat line it only shows up on Clarkson's stat line he shut that man down yeah every time he tried to cut to the baseline and do all the stuff that he had been doing the past five six games or five games he could not do because Gary Harris shut that down Um, even with his limited minutes they only put him in to shut him down and I think that was the key because he's the guy he's there um Lou Williams you know, coming off oh, the yeah, bench. Oh, yeah, definitely. Perfect, and scoring. Hey, perfect uh, comp. Yeah, he's he's there. Utah's Lou Williams. He's a poor man's Lou Williams, but he's their Lou Williams. And he comes off the bench, and he's going to try to get you, get them, excuse me, uh, 15 to 25 points in, on any given night because that's what he's done in this series. Yeah. And that's what he's going to try to do. But when you limit, when you take a defender, a stout defender like Gary Harris and put him on, on him, that limits the amount of points that they're getting from their bench because from their bench, there's nobody else that's going to score. It's a severe drop off from their starting five onto their, you know, their uh, sixth, seventh, eighth man. No, no, you said it. They're, they're, without c- counting Clarkson, they're three players that are coming off the bench Tony Bradley, uh, Jay Morgan, who I don't even know, and George Niang, I think is how you pronounce his name. Like, mm-hmm. those are, don't get me wrong, they're NBA players, but they're not going to make a difference when you have actual elite players on the other team that's going against them. But what I wanted to add to the Gary Harris is I was completely shocked and taken away by how active he actually was and how much of an impact he actually 
did for us. I mean, oh, that take when he uh, took took the body shot, didn't get a foul or nothing, but laid it up. Yeah, I was like, oh, looks like G Money from old. I mean, he has a plus sixteen, <laughs> five personal fouls, which means he's getting active. He's hitting bodies. He's right. not. He's not tense of his. But uh, he's also a little slow. He's, he's a little, a little slow. But I, you expect that coming off. But right, right. My, I mean, I just think. Prior to that game, I, I thought, you know, if we lose this game, the narrative is G-Money just came back a game too late. He should have been there for game five, which is, you know, obviously it's my my preference that he was there for Even game five. Even if it was only for five minutes. Yeah, but but whether he was injured or not, regardless point. But seeing him in game six, it makes me question like, or not so much question, but it makes me confident that this game seven is really in the balance. If, right. If, if G-Money can hold... Uh, Clarkson to 40% shooting, which right. typically is good, but he's been averaging like a 60% from the field. So right. to get him to 40% from the field, I think I think our starters can outbeat their starters, and I think we can really win this game. It's going to be fun. It is. It, it is going to be a fun game to watch. Hopefully there's not a blowout either way. Um, oh, I, I wouldn't mind a Nuggets blowout. You I know, wouldn't mind that. I just want to see a make 10 me go point. To, make me go to sleep at the third quarter. <laughs> I, I'd like that. I'd like to see like a 10 point a ten point win by the Nuggets, but I don't want to see uh, – I'd like to see a good game through the first three quarters and the Nuggets pull away. I hear you. I mean that, no is argument. That, is that, <laughs> no argument on my they, side. They pull away like you know, first three quarters. It's a it's a, a Tyson Holyfield battle, and then all of a sudden Utah tries to bite ears. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm that's what I'm expecting in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Running out of gas. But hey, one thing I do want to add to this is just looking at the lineups. Like we are a team that can go. I mean, we've cut the rotation to nine men. Right. But we are a team where if. If we feel like P.J. Dozier is going to have a better night than uh, Gary Harris, let's throw him in. Bull Bull instead of Mike uh, Plumley. Like, we have some options. And well, Plumley I, I, Plumley had a good game. He's, he's been playing nice. Man, he's, he's just, been playing nice. Well, he played with energy, and, and, and he actually got one of the rebounds that solidified um, the game. Him and MPJ were on the boards, like, all night. That two-man group between MPJ and uh, Plumley, something I would never thought I'd ever say, but it's actually, like, a really good two-man. And what you notice about Plumley is he really is playing that point center in that second role. He's picking up what Jokic does. Right. So I, what I think is nice about the role players is they realize whether I'm playing with Plumley or Jokic, it's the same system the same system regardless which is wonderful to watch Cutting, as a fan uh find the open shot find <laughs> space it's awesome i love it all right and with that we will be back um we're going to talk about coach malone and the starting lineup um what do the nuggets got to do to be mentally prepared for this game seven man you know that's when we're going to get into it you're listening to take that l on gomilehigh.com Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. What does it take to be on air? It's not just the personality, though it does help. It takes drive, creativity, passion, and the willingness to develop yourself and truly find what makes you special. At Go Mile High, students are given this chance to become something great. You never know. Someone you're hearing right now could be the next big thing, and you could be the first to know how it all started. So keep listening, because you never know what's next on GoMileHigh.com. 
Charles River Bed and Breakfast for an inviting and relaxing retreat in the southwestern Colorado mountains. Whether you're kicking up your feet in the comfy day room or sipping on cocktails down by the river, you're sure to have a great time. Enjoy fishing, hiking, and hunting, all with the comforts of walk-in showers, private balconies overlooking the beautiful Cacharis River and Valley, and breakfast cooked fresh daily by the loving hands of the owner, Galen Smith. If you get hungry in the afternoon or evening, grab a cold one, good company, and grill out on the deck. Or you can come sit stay at the famous Dog Barn Grill, just a stone's throw from the B&B. Book your room now at CacharisRiverBnB.com. That's C-U-C-H-A-R-A-S RiverBnB.com. Cacharis River Bed and Breakfast. Tell them Arthur sent you. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, man. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Shawing. Wing. Sad boy. All right. Welcome back to Take That L. I am Arthur Knight. Since I didn't introduce myself in the first segment, and with me as always is Bashman. He's got too excited. Yeah, man. We're excited. We got a little, uh, we got a, we put the cart before the horse uh, big time. We just kind of just jumped right in head first because I, I, I'm just, I'm so excited that, you know, I, I've been telling people all week, everybody counted the nuggets out. Um, that they were done, they were just dead in the water, floating, and they were going to go through the motions. Um, come game five, six, and you know five and six, and and the Nuggets brought the noise. They they played with with the exception of the beginning of the the games, you know, starting off slow. Start. Yeah, um, they basically controlled. The, well, maybe not in game five because they had to come back from a fifteen point deficit. But the bottom line is is that the Nuggets have showed that they there's no quit in this team. Um, so with that said. Uh, you can follow us on Take That L Five on Twitter, and you can follow us on Facebook at Take That L. And we're gonna bring in uh, Anthony, the intern Rom- Romano. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, Arthur is happy now. Yes, yes sir. We're gonna win. The lucky juju. The lucky juju. We're gonna win. That's what we needed for Game Seven. It's just right. I just. I love it. I just tapped my inner Tom Hanks, you know, from a, a league of their own. And when the kid's like, you're going to lose. Because that's what I feel like everybody's been doing to the Nuggets all yeah. week. And now it's like, we're going to win. Oh, you were hearing the news from everyone. Every uh, every nationally um, syndicated radio or TV right. show were saying once they were down 3-1 that Utah was going to win this. So Right. And, and now, honestly, everybody's tell- now everybody's saying this morning, when I watched ESPN all morning, Stephen A., everybody is talking about how yep. the Utah Jazz can't And honestly, can't contend. You, you think about it, like, I, I think we are the better team, but with this bubble circumstance, and you would think that after a team got down 3-1, they would just fold. Mm-hmm. And I just love the heart from Denver. So whether we lose or win tonight, it was just a great effort to push it to a Game 7. I'm happy about that. All right, so before we get too too far off the rails here, JG, uh, hit us with that first one. After the last two performances by Murray, is he making an argument for being an all-star for next season? Man, he should have been an all-star this season, but he, he really has been a little inconsistent this year. Um, but he he himself stated that he disappeared last year in the playoffs, and he wanted to make a statement this year. It was all yoke. And it seemed like... All yoke last year. It, it really was. It, uh, the whole team disappeared last year in yeah, Game 7. Yeah, but Jokic was putting up like 36, 16, and 12 last year. Like yeah. He was dominating right. the league. And, and he, could, he could do the same this year. Um, but I think that to answer this question, yes, uh, Murray has solidified... 
the talk of the town. Like the, the your your name isn't really made in the regular season. People forget about regular season heroes. When you when you're in the in the company of Michael Jordan and the the uh, face of basketball and David West. When you're in that likeness, when you're Jerry West, Jerry West. Excuse me, did I say David West? You said David. That's West. a whole other black guy. Um, anyways, Jerry West. He's still a basketball player. West, I was close. Though. I was close. <laughs> so, anyways, um, still, when you're in that company um, and you're haven't even hit your prime yet, um, man, that that he's an all star. He's an all star. Is he a superstar yet? Mm, that's still arguable, but an all-star, hands down. Listen, I will say he's an all-star talent, but the thing that we've got to realize in the Western Conference, you got Steph guards. Curry, you got James Harden, a lot of guards. you got Chris Paul, you got Russell Westbrook, you got Daniel Lillard, um, you got Luka Dantich. Like The West goes about... None of which dropped 250 burgers, not to interrupt, but... Fair, fair, but the circumstance relied Jamal Murray to drop 50 burgers. The other players maybe didn't need that in the circumstance. Regardless of the fact... Don just needed a 50-burger the other day to not go home. Just <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I'm not here to yeah. talk about Dantich. I'm here no to doubt. talk about Jamal no Murray. Doubt. Do it. But Do what it. I'm saying is you know that Luka Dantich is a star, superstar. Already. Jamal Murray is a very nice player. So that's the He's difference. He's a star. He's a star, but what I'm saying compared to Luka Doncic, it, it's <laughs> Who's levels. an all-star. And Luka got snubbed his rookie year, really. If oh, you 100%. Think about yeah, it. 100%. Yeah. But because all those names you just mentioned off. Yeah. No, yeah, 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 no doubt. I do think he is an all-star talent, but I think it's going to take either a few injuries from a few other guards or it's going to take a super spectacular season where he's averaging 30 points to become an all-star. What about you, Anthony? He's He's got to at least break 20 a game average before he no makes doubt. it onto that team. But the big thing to Arthur's point here is now you know to look out for him and now his name is going to be come up in that same capacity as far as being on the same level of some of those guys if with this big playoff performance. He has to he has to be in the conversation now. I was going to say I heard this on the podcast uh, podcast a few days ago. They think Jamal Murray is the perfect mix of Damian Lillard and Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. If he can consistently be that, mm. there's no question why he shouldn't be a. a and he plays a better defense All-Star. than both of them. Hundred percent. He plays better defense than both of them. All right, JG. I think he makes it in next year. Yeah. Agreed. Final exclamation. <laughs> <laughs> should Coach Malone stick with the starting lineup from games five and six, or should there be a change in order to get a faster start? Bashman. I want to see Millsap out of the starting lineup. I know that's the what you meant <laughs> did, by that question. Did I not? Did I not hide that enough? <laughs> no. Yeah. I know. I know. I, I I know what you mean, but in a weird way, I do like Millsap starting. Um, I tell get, me why, please, please, I, please, please. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to be a like. I I really please well, to, give me well, well, the, bring me to the. The one, Light. well, trust me, I don't think it's a logical reason. Let me <laughs> let me explain that first. I think Malone does it because he respects Millsap for the player he's been uh, and and for his veteranship. Yeah, he trusts him. What do I want him personally starting? No, but as long as I have Grant in the starting lineup to start, mm-hmm. that's all I really I'm I really am looking for. I guess you could throw um, TC three Tory Craig, uh, and then just put Grant to the four, or even put uh, Porter Jr. and have those uh, Porter Jr. and Grant as your three and four. Mm-hmm. But in a, in a weird way, as long as he's playing under twenty minutes, I'm fine with him getting the start because it matters about who finishes. All right. The answer is a resounding yes. There's no reason to mess with the formula right now. And to your point there too, Nick, I want what I can get out of Paul Millsap right away. If he can come in, hit a couple open shots, maybe foul <laughs> Rudy right, Gobert right, down right, I'm low. Warming up. The, I'm the warming first, up. if he can get like two of four or two of three in his first like five minutes on the court, I'm pretty happy with that. I'm, I'm with you. There's gonna be guys that are going to and need to get more minutes than he does. But no, he needs to start it off and just, I don't want to say burn him out right away, but, you know, have him go pedal to the metal right away. Foul guys, take open shots, pass the ball. Definitely. Get a little defensive pressure going under there. Um, All right, I was, it's stout, game seven. I was stout to stand firm that, that Millsap needs to come off the bench, but I think you both have convinced me that maybe we should just stick, maybe the, the Nuggets should just stick with, um, the status quo. The, the the only the only problem with that is 
I do not feel like the Nuggets can make it through or sustain another slow start. I think if they start slow and they drop eight eight to 12 points early like they did in games uh, five, six, both games, all games, really, um, I just I, – I do not feel – I mean, uh, I hate saying that. Like, who's the, who's the guy that you put in then? Is it is it Porter Jr., I would assume, just because of the size and the shooting? But, I mean, who, who do you sub him out with? I would still – I would go with go probably small? Torrey Craig. I would go with Torrey Craig. I would go I would go I would stick with Energy Morris. Off the bat. I would stick with Morris, uh Murray, Craig, uh Grant, and Jokic. That's who I would personally start, but uh Malone's way smarter than me and way more craftier. And he's a smart guy and I trust him. I trust that he knows what he's doing. I just don't feel like the Nuggets can sustain that long of a uh of of you know, I just don't know if they got enough in them another one in them to do it again. Mm-hmm. And it, but if they do Especially off the bat. If they do um great. All right, JG, hit us with that uh that next one. What do the Nuggets have to do to close out this series? All right, intern. Oh, up first this time. <laughs> yeah, you're up first. You know, it's it's almost too simple of an answer to say that they what they did in game 6, but mm-hmm. I mean it's it's the same formula. The only difference is they can't rely on another huge performance from Murray like that. I, I mean, I think he's going to play great tonight, but it's unrealistic to expect the guy to go off for at least another 40 points. I think you're going to see Jokic be a lot more involved tonight. The guy went 22-9 and nine the other night, and nobody's <laughs> mentioned his name just because of how crazy a game Murray had. Right. But I think you're going to see a more team-based formula. Um, and then Gary Harris, I know we're going to talk get to this in a little bit here, Gary Harris is going to get more minutes yep. and uh, just having him back, it kind of seemed to make everything on the defensive end flow and make sense again. Um, and, and Torrey Craig had a lot to do with that as well. This last game, I, yeah. I think he's had, I've been really down on Torrey Craig this whole series. Um, he was put in a bad I, spot, man. Well, one hundred percent. It's not spot. that it's his fault by any means. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's like the perfect seventh, eighth man. Yeah, like, it, like it, when yeah. you're asking him to be a, a, like a starter, giving you thirty four minutes a game, twenty twenty. When I say I 20- want him to start, I don't want him playing thirty plus minutes. I just want him to start the yeah. game. Yeah, uh, just to get, get a, a little more rhythm. But uh, Bashman, to this question. I think Anthony's right. I think it's going to be a big, big Jokic game. But I'd be selling myself short if I if I didn't want to see big ball big ball Murray come out there and just me, mean mug and Murray was that what it was and just, and just <laughs> mean absolutely mug Murray, man. mean mug Murray yeah yeah just absolutely <laughs> come over here and taking over the game. Um, I agree with everything Anthony says though. It, it's going to have to be a team win. We're going to need a few players in double digits. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is going to definitely have to score somewhere between fifteen to eighteen points. Uh, I'm expecting a big game actually by Jokic though. I expect him to kind of be last year's playoff Jokic and kind of lead because I honestly think uh, Gobert is pretty rattled right now and I think he's going to absolutely feast on him tonight. So I think it's going to take a team effort. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Just to coattail that a little bit, I think for my take on this, um, before we take a quick break here, I think what it's going to take is the Nuggets are going to have to jump out on the Jazz and have a quick start and they're going to have to put their foot on their neck and they're going to have to just put, hold them down, stay seven to ten points away the whole game. Like, l- let them feel like they're getting a little momentum and then rip their heart out of their chest. That's the way they're going to be able to close out this series. Um, I want to see Gobert kick some more chairs. And that would I would love to see both him and Mitchell kick chairs. You and saw the rocks. frustration. That's why I think we take it tonight. <laughs> I want to exactly. see them kick rocks kick out of the bubble. <laughs> Damn the chairs. Put those new spiders. But with to, that to said, use. we're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick uh, break here. You are listening to Take That L on GoMileHigh.com. So shut your damn mouth when you in the man's house You pass out when I shatter that glass mouth And my jiu-jitsu faster than pit crews You wake up from that coma, you be asking who hit you So I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know See the sights, climb a hill or two But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know So I give an old ringy-dingy to the llama what? You know, the Dalai Lama uh-huh. His laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking really I says to the lamb, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? 
Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, Lamb is a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands? The Shangri. I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com, Lamb. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The Lamb actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again. But I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. That's great. GoMileHigh.com Hurry, young Popsy, we must make it back to Camelot so I can listen to GoMileHigh.com. Oh, who goes there? It is I, King Arthur on his mighty steed. Let me in the castle at once. I must get to my quarters to listen in to the best in Colorado's sports lifestyle programming. But, sir, don't we live in medieval Wales? No, Popsy, you mustn't ask questions when I'm listening about my beloved Broncos. Ah, GoMileHigh.com. What does it take to be on air? It's not just the personality, though it does help. It takes drive, creativity, passion, and the willingness to develop yourself and truly find what makes you special. At Go Mile High, students are given this chance to become something great. You never know. Someone you're hearing right now could be the next big thing, and you could be the first to know how it all started. So keep listening, because you never know what's next on GoMileHigh.com. All right. The guys are plotting against me on the mic. I can hear them. Arthur. I can hear They act like I'm not sitting here or anything. <laughs> Arthur against all. <laughs> it's Arthur against the world. I'm cool with that. It's always been Arthur against the world. And, I, and I'm, I'm still undefeated in the streets. I've beaten you once or twice. Come on. Give me my credit. <laughs> in this game. Give you me my credit. In this game, not in the streets. I said I'm undefeated in the streets. Okay, yeah. I am you better get out of my face. Never once won out of my face. Out of my face. Oh, for 184. <laughs> in the streets. I, can't, I don't even 184? Know, I don't even know how to find the streets. Man. <laughs> man. I don't even know where to go. The oh streets taught goodness. me everything before this I came to Colorado. <laughs> this is Belmar. <laughs> Belmar size, Belmar game. I'll gang. show you where the Jamba Juice is, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And with that said, <laughs> we are going to play the pick and roll. Uh, you guys know the rules. I'm going to give you some hints. This is the Beyond Air Premium Game Show. <laughs> All right. That's my eating my horrible attempt at doing a uh, game yeah, show that really sucked that was horrible that was on that was the prices right jingle stop, stop, bam stop, he got stop, it stop, stop. he got it don't give him credit <laughs> come on man <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right all right this player and he preferences saying that we would not get this so let's see if we can get this player this player is an nba champ guess who okay i'll ask the first question i got this anthony <laughs> start it off is he retired? Yes. Who was the guy that just died? Was it Chris Thompson? Cliff, Cliff Robinson. Cliff. There was like three, though, that died this last like four oh. days. It was a lot. Okay. I was kidding because I thought he was going to go for like a sappy death. So he is retired. Um, <laughs> oh, Michael Jordan. Nope. It okay. is not Michael Jordan. Anthony. I narrowed it down for us. <laughs> is he an MVP? No. Not an MVP, but he's an NBA champion. And he's also retired. Retired Ray Allen. No. That was a good one. 
All right. He went to college at Arkansas. Guess who? I I know who it is, but I just can't think of the name. He's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, God. <laughs> who went to Arkansas? Ask a question, man. Help yourself. Help me help you. Think of the team. Think of the team. <laughs> well, I know... Scotty Pippen went to Arkansas State, so I, I think if he meant Arkansas, he actually means the Razorbacks, like the the SEC Ooh, school. That's a good. Um, so let me I, ask you this: I, <laughs> I love this game. Oh God! How? <laughs> what, what's a what's a question that I can like like disqualify? Ask, Scott ask him with? if he won a championship in the nineties. Did he win a championship in the nineties? Yes. Scotty Pippen. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Still was wrong, but hey, good shot. All right. All right, Anthony. Well, that, oh, man. <laughs> Did he win a championship with the Bulls? No. I, we got to get off the Scotty Pippet. It's not Scotty. <laughs> get off the Bulls. Well, I'm, I'm narrowing it down because now I at least know what teams to think of. Oh, hey. Isaiah Thomas? No. Didn't go to Arkansas, I don't believe. No, but yeah. you're, you're getting warm. You're getting warm. All right. This player was drafted by the New York Knicks, but did not. Knickerbockers. But let me make sure of it. Let me see. Let me see. But only played one season with them. Guess who? Is he a guard? No. Bill Lambier. No. I don't think he went to Arkansas either. Okay. So he's a big man. Was he an all-star player? No. Steve Kerr. No, but that was a good guess. That was a good one. All right. So here's your final hint for your final guess, even though we've already been through three rounds. He is a radio personality currently in the Denver metro area. Played for the Nuggets. Also played for the Detroit Pistons. As someone that has a radio show in Denver. I don't listen to Denver radio shows, so this sucks. <laughs> well, he's, he's been on 104.3 The Fan. He's also now on Altitude. He also calls the games on Altitude. I don't know who he's that is. He's the color commentator yeah, on I, Altitude. I don't know either. Oh my God, Scott Hastings. Oh, I do know. I don't know who that is. I do know. You don't know. watch the basketball games on Altitude? I, well, I stream everything illegally. Oh, well. <laughs> Come get me, oh, NBA. Man. I knew you guys weren't going to get that one, but... Uh, I, yeah, I was should've... trying to narrow it down. I, I completely forgot he was on the, the bad boys, wasn't he? Was he? The, he was a bad boy. Yeah. Won a championship with the Detroit Pistons yeah, with I, Isaiah I, Thomas. That's why I said he's getting warm. I don't. I didn't even... That, that's I was like he's he's it was a piston a rocket or a spur and man guess I got to do more research that was a good one <laughs> you were and technically you were wrong in the fact that he had no idea who he was <laughs> <laughs> true so I, that's technically a win for me <laughs> all right all right that's a you get point five points for <laughs> I'll take that I'm up have, on Anthony have, have credit have credit all right next player this player is an eight-time All-NBA player and averages 17 points a game this season. Guess who? Anthony. Russell Westbrook. You're not even going to ask a question. I, no, I it's not asked, Russell I Westbrook. I should have asked a question. And he averages way more than that. <laughs> yeah, he went on a crazy stretch where he averaged like 34 points the yeah. last like three months. I'm okay, pretty sure he's so can you, can you say that again? Did you say he's an eight-time Eight-time Eight All-NBA all and averages 17 points this season. Is he a big man? No. Interesting, because I was definitely thinking Marcus All. Mm-hmm. Okay. 17 points. That's such a weird... Because if he's an eight-time All-NBA, it must mean he s- averaged like 25 to 27 prior. So who's having a down season this year? I'm gonna go. G- no, yeah, I'm gonna go Jimmy Butler. But I know he's averaging more than 17. And that is incorrect. It is yeah. not Jimmy Butler. All right, this player is also a 10-time All Star. Was who? Was he the Rookie of the Year? Yes. Ooh. Is it CP3? It is CP3. Ah, I thought it was Dwight Howard. <laughs> as soon as I spouted out Russell Westbrook, I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> that that's. 17, you know, that's a perfect range for him, but 
only eight all NBAs. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's eight in what sixteen years? Uh, <laughs> yeah, something yeah, sixteen because like he was drafted two thousand. Well, actually, two thousand five. So uh, fifteen years. Uh, yep, two thousand and five. Yep, first round pick by the Hornets. Yep, that was going to be my next hint. And if you didn't get it off of that, then you two don't know basketball. Yeah, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. These guys are really good at very knowledgeable. Anyway. Uh, okay, next te- next player, not team, next player is a five-time All-Star and career averages 17 points a game. Career averages 17 points a game. Guess who? Bashman. Did he play in the Jordan era? No. <clears throat> Interesting. So, Tony Parker? No, but that was a good guess. Is is Anthony. he a Korean player? Yes. And he's a five time all star, just clarifying. Correct. Okay. Five time averages seventeen points. Mm-hmm. I'm, career. Career. I'm gonna go back to Jimmy Butler now. Dad comment. It is Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that, that was a good one. That was <laughs> give me a pound on that. That was a really good five times is like a, a surreal number because it's like you've <laughs> you've been good, but and it's crazy they because they don't just vote you every year based on your name. <laughs> Jimmy's like has that perennial like kind of look between like twelve and fifteen, but like he's never like even this year I think he's only averaged like twenty two points. Like he's yeah, ne- he's never been right, like a twenty eight right. or twenty seven point scorer. He's always been just fill up the stat sheet. Let me give you twenty two, five, and seven. Yeah, especially career. I mean, yeah. yeah a couple slow start years with the Bulls, so right. That's getting probably really, really bad. Years that, that's probably where that's bringing it down to. <laughs> getting mopped right now. All right, next uh, next player was drafted in the first round by his team that he was drafted by, but he never played for this team. Guess who? Uh, who went first the last time? Anthony. I did. Okay, then Anthony. Is he retired? Yes. Is it rest in peace, Kobe Bryant? God dang it. How did, how did you? Oh, my God. There's no way. There's no way. Are you cheating? What did you do? No, man. That's 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 been a whole just uh, narrative. Can you see for, it in my glasses, for, bro? Is he looking? For Mamba week this last week. So <laughs> <laughs> He's just got Mamba knowledge. I just, I just always, He's everywhere I go, man. I see his face. Yeah. Everywhere I go. I, you know, I, I kind of miss the guy. And, you know, I hated oh, his guts on, as a player, but, I, I man, it's, I respected him, though. His game oh, was, yeah. oh, he was a killer. He was a killer. He was the Mamba. I just miss it because, like, every, like, two or three, like, two or three times of the year, he would be featured into something, like some kind of, like, talk show or an, a really good interview, and we're right. just going to miss that for the yeah. next All right. 100 years or whatever. Let's get, let's get one more in here. All right. This player is a seven-time All-Star. And average 17 points a game. Guess who? Career 17. Career 17. Is he a guard? No. I don't know what his career points was. Was it was it um, Patrick Ewing? No, but that's a good guess. It's a good guess, Anthony. Along the, the same lines there, is, is he a current player? No. So he has retired 17 a game. Scotty Pippen. Nope. All right. This player is a Hall of Fame player and a two-time all-defensive team player. Has he won a championship? Yes. Is it um, <laughs> David Robinson? No, no, but that would have been a good guess. I mean, was a good guess, but I no. think he did average more than seventeen. He had a few years averaging like twenty-eight. 20, yep. Yeah, you're Man. right. I, I screwed that one up. He did win a championship. Two-time mm-hmm. defensive of uh, two-time defensive All NBA. Uh, two-time All Defensive Team. Did did he and play a Hall of Famer? Did he play in the nineties? Yes. Um, I'm going to go back to Isaiah Thomas again. No. All right, last hint. Speed round. College, Georgetown. Go. <laughs> Matumbo. No. Good Didn't guess. Mat- Scoring's too high. Wait. It's, and it's too low for Allen Iverson. And I already said it's not a guard. Yeah. 
Oh man. Who was the other big man that played after Ewing? Boom, Why boom, did I think boom, it was Macomba? Boom, 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 I can't think of the name. Boom, boom, I know who it is though. I can't think of the name. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Come on, give me a guess. We gotta I was go just break. listening to a podcast about the Georgetown, how cool they were back in the 90s. Yeah, because <gasps> their, their coach just passed away. Yeah, right? I can't think of the player. Just give me a name. Um, John Starks. Nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who his, was it? His nickname is Zoe. Alonzo Morning. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was him. Why couldn't I think of his first name? <laughs> Man, that, that's all the right. weirdest com- combination of stats you could throw together. Good job, Mark. Yeah, yeah. All right. I appreciate <laughs> Once it. Once he said Georgetown, I was like, I know who it is because I already said Ewing. Ah. All right. And with that, we will be right back with more Take That L. We're going to get into, you know, the Nuggets mentality and what do they got to do to win tonight? Uh, and are we going to win tonight? Uh, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, man. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show wing. So I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the llama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking really. I says to the llama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the llama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands, the Shangri? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com, llama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The llama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again. But I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. Go mile high. Pretty young Popsy, we must make it back to Camelot so I can listen to GoMileHigh.com. Oh, who goes there? It is I, King Arthur on his mighty steed. Let me in the castle at once. I must get to my quarters to listen in to the best in Colorado's sports lifestyle programming. But sir, don't we live in medieval Wales? No, Popsy, you mustn't ask questions when I'm listening about my beloved Broncos. Ah, GoMileHigh.com. Listening to Take That Up. Here's your host, Mark Knight. 62, 52, almost 53%. That's crazy. Yeah, insane. All right, welcome back to Take That L. I am Arthur Knight, and with me is Nick the Bashman Basher and Anthony the Intern Romano. All right, I got that right twice. Even the sun shines on a dog's backside some days. All right, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, fellas, I'm hyped. I'm hyped for tonight. All right, so, 
before we, we before we really start to dig into the game, because I want I want predictions first. I I love doing this to my best friends that I watch the Nuggets games with all the time. Shout out to my boys Mark and and Lucas. Um, I always do this to him and it pisses him off all the time, but I think it's funny. So we all know I'm an a hole. But uh, before the game, before we give any hot takes or anything like that, give me your score for tonight and who wins. Anthony, go first. I think the Nuggets are going to take it. They got the momentum going in. I think it's going to be a pretty close game within five to seven points. Okay, give me a score. Uh, one one ten to one fifteen. Ooh, five points. All right, all right. Close game all the way. All right, Bash man, give it to me. Well, the first thing I wanted to do was just check the over under and check what the lines were for this game and. Uh, the over, or the, they're expecting the total to be uh, 218.5, so they're mm-hmm. expecting like 109, 110 points. Well, low scoring in this era, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, th- I feel that's about right. I, I, I have Utah winning. No, I'm Ooh. kidding. I'm kidding. I have Denver winning. I have them pulling it out. Um, I just think the two-man group between Murray and Jokic is going to be a little too much down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think Murray or... Um, Mitchell and Gobert have a nice two-man game. I don't think it's anywhere as near or as polished as Murray and Jokic's. And as we noticed, once the fourth quarter happens, it's pretty much all um, the two-man game. And I have Nuggets winning 118 to Utah 109. All right, so another fairly close game. That's still that's still a 10, yeah. 9, 10-point 10 spread. 9 point 10 spread. Yeah, that, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right, so I'll, I'll give mine just so I'm – you know, being fair here. Uh, I think the Nuggets, basically, it's a close game the first two quarters, and the Nuggets pull away and win by 15. So I'm going to go the Nuggets 115, uh, the Utah Jazz 100, and they barely crack that. Oh, wow, right. I The like Nuggets that. have done that before. They've, they've actually held that team to under 100 points uh, in a game twice this season if my memory serves me correctly. I would just like to point this out. Although Utah has had some success against like the uh, the Oklahoma City, Russell Westbrook-led, and Paul George-led um, Thunder, mm-hmm. we've been in two Game 7s last year. We won one against San Antonio, yep. and we lost one against Portland. Yep. I really do think the cojones factor that we're walking in with with uh, Jokic and Murray it's going to play a big part. They have the experience. They have this the experience, year. and there's always going to be the opposite. People saying, "Well, Jazz have been in the playoffs the last three years. Utah mm-hmm. or um, uh, Mitchell has pretty much led them the whole way." It's fair, but they haven't really gotten out of the first round except that first year when they upset the Thunder. Well, as Stephen A. Smith said this morning on First Take, he said when it comes to Donovan Mitchell and Gobert, the shelf after that on their team falls. It's so when it comes it's, to yeah. the Nuggets, it, it's a little bit different. Like, yes, there's a significant drop off from Jokic Murray to the next guy down, but, but we it's have not consistent as players. We have when you look at it, like we have a two top tier Jokic Murray, and then we have like five really good solid players. Right, Utah has two top tier players, and then like two middle players. player players and then like five like average players like that's, that's bench, the difference the nuggets bench players at least their first three guys off the bench could be starters on other teams agreed the utah jazz couldn't can't say that yeah their yeah. first their, their first three guys off their bench would still be the first three guys off another bench clarkson's probably the only guy and he's better he's just better coming off I the bench as it is. i think he's still i think he's a lou williams i, I compared him to I, lou williams yeah, i think he's better coming off the bench i think his best position is could be a six man but i would prefer him more as like a seventh eighth man and like, if they have I don't clarkson even, i don't even feel him comfortable and if he starts it's in the third quarter it's not starting the game he's not a guy he's a guy that he, he feeds off of momentum Right, he comes in a game, and if the team is 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 lacking in momentum, he can bring them up in, in spirit. And right, he, and he's a guy who's got to have the ball in his hands to create that All momentum. The time. He creates his own yeah. shots. He doesn't exactly. create them for other people, and their job isn't to pass to him. Yeah, so he's I mean, a good player. He's a good. Oh player. yeah, trust he, me. As a LeBron James score. fan, I had him in 2018 Cavs. He's <laughs> so mediocre. Don't give him that much credit. Uh, he's a good scorer. He's a good scorer. He can't create his own shot. I was talking to uh, Mr. Mikas the other day, and I was talking to him about just like how deep and stacked our league is. Jordan Clarkson in the 70s would be MJ before MJ. So I'm not (laughs) saying he's not a bad player by any means, but what I'm saying is 
I don't know if I'd want him consistently taking up my ball. That's why I'm happy he's not on my team. Right. Let's just say that. Right. He's he's a ball stopper for sure. 100%. Which is why he would still be coming off the bench. Lou Williams is like that too. He's a ball stopper. He's not really a team ball guy. Um, and that's no that's no knock at Lou Williams. I like his game. Um, Lemon pepper Lou. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Lou Williams. Uh, kind of wish he was one of our, you know, there was a couple of years where I was like, I'd take I, him. I wish he was on our team coming off the bench. Um, but he's not. He plays for another team, hopefully the team that we'll be playing against. Uh, Ooh. And hopefully the team in we the next smash round. and dominate. Man, that's going to be a good series too, bro. That's going to be a, a really, really good series. Um, it, it, no matter – who wins today? Uh, that's going to be a really good series, even though I do believe the Nuggets are going to win this series. But my question is this. Uh, do, do, you, do you gentlemen feel the Nuggets are mentally prepared? I mean, you, you've kind of already stated it. I you know, they, do. They, no question about they've it. They've been to two game sevens. Um, this is the second or the third time they've been in this position. Um, so let's, let's get Anthony's take on that. So um, yeah. Do you feel that this team, in your opinion, is mentally prepared for this game this evening? Yeah, I don't see how there's any way that you can be less mentally prepared than you could have been for the last game with, you know, the stoppage and the boycott and just everything else going on in the Oh, that world. benefited the Nuggets. Don't 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 get it to it. That oh no, no, one hundred percent. That got us G money back. I, I agree, but I'm but I'm saying like after having to play after all that, Mike Malone said in those practices that was one of the worst practices he's seen in the entire five years coaching the Nuggets, and right. he understood why because you know outside circumstances in the world surrounding it. Right. But I mean, if you. Now that you have momentum too, and and you know they're frustrated, you saw Utah's Rudy on their Gobert. Heels. You saw Donovan Mitchell kicking chairs during the game after the game. One hundred percent, I think they're in a better mental state. Their continuity. You remember before this whole bubble thing started, I said the teams with the most continuity were going to be the better teams. Toronto, Boston. Uh, D- Denver in our circumstance, even though it's right. a little spotty, but they, they more, just had a slow start, is what Denver did, and yeah. they didn't have all of their players. That's like what I was going to say. It's I more throw like, KC in there, also. Yeah. Awesome, great example. Yeah, they they brought in a game seven, so it, it was the teams that had the most continuity that were going to play the best, um, and and uh, they were going to have the most success. And even though the Nuggets had a slow start, I believe that getting Gary Harris back. Um, sparked a defensive flow with this this team. Um, also, you know, coupled with Murray lighting an offensive fire under this team, there just seems like there's a whole different fight. Like from game one to game six, completely different team. Yeah, no, I agree. Like the look on their face uh, doesn't seem defeated. Uh, they don't look like uh, they don't want to be there anymore. It looks like they want to be there and they're playing for something, whether it's a personal reason or a political reason or they want the chip. Yeah. They're playing for something now. Definitely. And it, and it shows. Yeah. I mean, and I said it earlier, like we were the perfect example team being down 31 to just fold up because of the circumstance, because of being in the bubble from being away from home. But our right. team has fought back in. I want us to win. There's no question about it. I want it to win for our players, our coaches, our city. But whether we win or lose, it was just an awesome fight back to see what Jamal Murray has been doing. Mm-hmm. Two 50-point games uh, on a streak of three games over 40 points. I mean, it's it's been historical. So yeah, I, I'm just happy for the ride. And I do think we'll get the dub. So I think this story will continue. But uh, it's been awesome to watch. All right. That'll be pretty Anthony, great. give me your final take here. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of just going off everything you said, you hit the nail on the head with everything. Not only has this just been an entertaining as much as it has stressful for local fans here. Mm-hmm. Um, They're trying to give me a cornea in this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. But, um, you know, I just think that they have all the momentum in the world on on their side right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they just got to ride it. And, and, and I think they will. For, for me, on a final take here, if, if they... Oh yeah, you have a hot take. Go ahead, because I want to give a final take here. We got. I got a hot take. I just got to give real quick. Give it. I like this. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the worst defensive player of the year. Is the worst MVP, <laughs> and he might be the best 82 game player. But when it comes to the 16 game season, I rank him as the eighth best player in the NBA. Ooh, behind Jokic. That's a big behind man. Jokic. That's a big man. You're talking about. Hey man, I'm ready for all the heat. That's my hot take of the week. That's what's up. I'll come back next week with a even hotter hot take. But he stands by it. I 
stand by that. He stands by it. I've All been right. on that for a few weeks too. Like that's yeah, not new. Yeah, yeah. He stands by it. He stands by it. Uh, the Bucks are the worst. Number one was last time. <laughs> <laughs> I still stand by hey, that. Hey, if, if anything, the man is consistent, I know. Um, <laughs> he is consistent. He doesn't just give you a take and then and then backpedals off of it. He, he gives his take and he's behind it. Oh, I, I'm, um, I'm a fan of tucking my tail when I'm wrong. I don't mind doing no, that. No, no, I'm not saying and that I you're think, not accountable. I think it, yeah, I think, just, it makes, <laughs> I think it makes people actually better if they're able to account for it. But this is a, a take that I've believed in for the last probably year and a half seeing Giannis' And it'll play out in, in uh, in uh this next game, this I'd, next series, it's going to play out. I love. If they this. can't beat the Heat. Um, I don't. And know I'm not you, trying to rhyme or. <laughs> I don't know if you've been watching it, or especially it's only been game one, but this is has all the makings to be a awesome series. Yeah, it's going to be. All right. So with that said, don't forget to follow us on Facebook on Take That L, and you can follow us on Twitter Take That L Five. Uh, I am Arthur Knight. He is Nick Basher. And with us is Anthony, the intern Romano. And behind the board, or behind the glass on the boards, as always, is JG with her lovely self making the wheels turn. And we'd like to thank you for letting us into your homes this evening. And I'm just going to go with the. Let's go, Nuggets! We'll see you in round two. No Boy, my flow's hot, I'll be on stage gripping the sun, what? This is the life I lead, I paid for the